Hey, this is Jamie from Green River Ordinance. You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and I say that wholeheartedly. It's a great morning, and I appreciate you taking time to listen to and perhaps watch today's program. This is the Weekly Business Hour. I'm Rick Schisler. I'm your host. I'm a Silver Fox advisor as well as being the founder of a website and a business community called One. That's the number one, bestconsult.com. So if you're in the mood today to talk about business, to learn some things that perhaps could even help your business be a better business, stronger, more profitable, then you're in the right place because this is where Montgomery County businesses come, along with businesses around the world. With the advent of the Internet, we have listeners all over the world to this program. This is where we come to talk about business ideas, talk about business situations and business challenges, and hopefully share solutions that could make a real difference in your business. I want to remind everybody, if you haven't listened to the show before, this show is being broadcast live on Facebook and YouTube. And if you'd like to watch as well as listen, simply go to Facebook or YouTube, look up the Weekly Business Hour page or channel, and then click on the Live button, and you can watch as well as listen to the program. Also want to let you know, and I want to thank Mr. Keith O'Connell. He's our sponsor for today's program. Uh, Keith is the CEO of Closing Strong. Uh, it's a wonderful organization that provides business mentors and advisors for you, particularly in your small businesses, businesses from $1 to $40 million in revenue. Keith and his crew can help you. It's a wonderful approach he takes. He looks at what the purpose of you, of your business, and makes sure that you're aligned with it personally or vice versa, that your purpose in life, what you choose to serve, is reflected in your business, and you build your business culture around that. You build your business, your customers, your vendors, everyone connected with your business based on your purpose. So if you're interested and curious, I encourage you, check Keith out at www.closingstrong.com. I want to remind you, too, during the program or even after the program today, uh, that if you have a question, a comment about the show, one of our guests, or if you just have a general business question, I'd love to get those. Just drop me an email at onebestconsult at gmail.com. That's onebestconsult at gmail.com. Or if you prefer, call me. My direct number is 832-699-2132. That's 832-699-2132. Well, now that we've got all that done, let's clear the decks and let's jump into today's show. Uh, we're blessed to have a very special guest uh, with us today. Adam Cook is with us, and he's going to talk about insurance and its impact on your business. And, oh, yes, we are going to touch on the coronavirus a little bit today. Can't ignore that big, huge elephant in the room, can we, Adam? No, sir, cannot. Well, you know, Adam, you I, I've got to ask you. Uh, I was looking at your website and, and whatnot to get prepared for the show today, and you have a couple of initials after your name, CSDCSP. Uh, what do those stand for? So essentially what it is, it's a consultative sales uh, type, uh, uh, I guess. It's a designation that allows me to be able to uh, to talk to different people to work more towards the consultative side of this than it is just being a straight sales agent. So that's why it's very, very important that you work with agents that have some kind of designation. Um, just kind of means they went a little bit extra, make sure they knew what they're doing, get in there a little bit further. Well, you know, and I think that's, you, you, in a sense, I'll tell you, heads up, you undersell that because I think business insurance, you own a business, I've owned a bunch of them in my life, you got to have a business insurance consultant. You've got to have somebody who's on your side all the time, more than just selling you a product. I think it's critical. And I tell my clients that, and I talk about that on the show. So we are really lucky to have you in here because you are a consultant with a lot of experience. Let's start off though, but Tell the folks a little bit about your business background. What brought you to today? You're the principal. You're the owner of the agency. Talk about that a little bit. So how far are you back you want me to go? You want me to go all the way back to the beginning? Or? Well, just, just talk about your business. I mean, what prepared you to be in business for yourself? 
Uh, well, I do have a degree in economics at AM. I would like to think that kind of helped, but uh, you know what? It's you know, it's just like a number of degrees. You can get a degree in about just about anything, and it may or may not pertain, but I feel like economics really worked really well for me. All right, so that's step one. Step two, I've always had a kind of a business mind, and I know that sounds kind of cliche, but I always wanted to run things um, uh, my way, and maybe that's why when I was uh, when I when I when I graduated from AM, I took over and I was working as a number of uh, I was working an apartment manager for, or a property manager for a number of apartments in the Waco area. And uh, maybe because I was trying to do it my way, um, that may be why I'm no longer in that industry. Uh, essentially, uh, they found they could pay somebody, uh, they could pay two people for what they could pay just for me. Um, uh, they felt uh, the need to go ahead and uh, relocate me to another position with another company, maybe. Um, that's, a, I guess, a PC way to say I was got my butt fired. So, um, and so we ended up over in this area and I knew I never wanted to work for another industry or another corporate. Cause to be honest with you, I, you know, I, I make light of it. It was a very corporate, uh, reason why I was let go. Um, you know, and I, you know, I use that word corporate kind of lightly. I think we all know what we're talking about. There's a lot of politics at, at play and I, I just don't play that well. Um, and so I end up uh, looking around, what can I start with limited income? What can I get into? And, and, uh, and, and I really wanted to run my own business. Well, didn't have uh, didn't have a whole lot of money in the bank. We had just adopted our daughter. Uh, we'd been married just a couple of years. We moved to Waco. We were there for a whole month before before I lost my job, um, and so had nowhere to live. So it, it was it was rather scary and rather tough times. So um, to kind of wrap it all up. Um, I found an entry point with, and I was a, uh, at, a, at a recruiting um, uh, event for Farmers Insurance. So I ended up um, ended up working with a couple of people there, became a farmer's agent, um, and I was a farmer's agency for about a decade. Um, in that time, uh, I, I, I learned how to be a business owner, not just an insurance agent. I think that's key, is a lot of people get into the insurance business, especially when you're in the captive world like a farmer, a state farmer in Allstate. You become, um, uh, it, it becomes being about an agent, not about being a business owner. And luckily I met some people that really changed my mindset and, and allowed me to think about this as a business, not just being an agent, another job, just selling insurance for somebody, all right? So uh, it'll... With that mindset, uh, I was able to kind of look back at my at my book of business, how I did things. Um, early on, we focused on business insurance. Um, never uh, after probably about two years, even with farmers, I never put a marketing dollar dime into um, into uh, writing your your regular home and auto insurance, your personal lines. Never did it because it just wasn't as fun. And that's not to say it can't be fun. Um, I didn't have as much fun with it. And so, uh, you know, I, I say this from time to time, it's kind of, kind of tongue in cheek. Um, if I sell you a homeowner's policy and I screw up as an agent, well, I've, yes, I've screwed up you and your family. But if I screw up as a, uh, uh, if I screw up your business policy, well, I've screwed up the, the owner and their family, as well as the employees and their families and potentially even their customers and their families. So I like taking, taking a little bit more risk. Um, well, let's talk about that for a minute yep. now. You, you you started, I guess, in the insurance business out of necessity. Is that a fair assessment? Absolutely. So you found a business that you liked, and then you went through and you sort of sorted it out, if you will, and decided personal was one one part of it, and I just didn't really feel a fit there, so I gravitated to commercial. Correct. And today, your agency is 100% commercial. Is Absolutely. That, okay. Now, you said it, it, it wasn't fun on the personal side. What is fun about commercial insurance? Um, I get to talk to a lot of business owners. I get to talk to a lot of people that are a lot like me. So they, uh, they, they may have more of a business mind. Uh, they, uh, you know, I, I get to learn from them some of the mistakes they've made. Um, as well as I get to actually talk to them as an advisor. I get to tell them about the mistakes I've made, things I've really screwed it up early on. Um, it, it's just more fun. It's more complicated. So a lot of the stuff that comes across my desk now, because we've, we've kind of evolved over agency, um, a lot of the stuff that I get to work on are the, are the more complicated cases. It's not simply uh, your small two-man contractor 
uh, you know, going out and doing some painting for, uh, for, for an apartment complex. It's not just necessarily goes, now I got people on my staff that'll do those all day long. It's not just the Main Street USA, bookstores, CPAs, uh, retail establishments, radio stations. Um, it, it's not just these guys that, um, that, that I deal with, usually it's going to have more of an international feel, a much larger feel, a very complicated case, multiple <coughs> business entities working as one. That's fun. I know it doesn't sound like fun, but that's fun. It's kind of weird, I know. No, not really. It's like putting a puzzle together, and most of us like to put puzzles together. So yes, sir. all the pieces have to fit or it doesn't work, right? Yes, sir. Well, let me ask you about that. Okay, you're in commercial business insurance, your agency. When did you found that agency? Uh, we did this back in 2004. 2004. So we just celebrated our 16-year anniversary. Well, congratulations on that. Thank you. Tell me where the expertise is in your agency. Why do I do business with Adam Cook in the Cook Insurance Agency? Um, I've got, uh, one, um, our approach to customer service. And I know a lot of people talk about customer service, and it's all about service. And it absolutely is uh, important for most for most businesses and all businesses. Uh, for us, I, I take it personally. And what I mean by that is I look at the customer experience. The customer experience to me is the most important thing that we can provide. Anybody can sell you an insurance policy, whether it's right or not, wrong or, or not is, is, is the question. But anybody can sell it to you. It's the service I can provide to you when I'm focusing on your experience as a customer. So be that how you interact with us, who answers the phone, how they answer the phone, um, how you can submit requests to us, um, how we follow up with you to make sure that you understand where you're at, what, you know, if it's something that takes multiple days to complete, you know where we're at on the process. Um, the whole darn thing. We want to make sure that, that, that our customers, uh, that I, guess, I guess the idea is to create a world-class following uh, by well, creating that world-class service. Right, and, and, and I feel very strongly, again, in your business that you are right up there with the lawyer, the accountant, whatever, the people I want to have on my team, <clears throat> not just to fight the battles, but to help me guide my business so that I follow the best business practices so I can build a successful business. Correct. Uh, and I think, again, the insurance agent, I grew up in an environment as a family business. Uh, my dad believed in that very deeply. He sought out the, the best insurance agent that he could find, a consultative insurance agent, and they, uh, that individual served my dad and in the business that he had, our family business, as we call it, very well over a period of a number of years. So that's real important. But we've kind of come to the end of our, our first segment here, and you talk about customer experience. You talk about that's so important and world-class following. Is the end game there is you have satisfied customers and they refer business? I've always had the opinion that one of the best, if not the single best way, for people in your industry to bring new business in is referrals. Is that true? It absolutely is. Uh, it's, you know, if, if what I'm talking to right now are other business owners, entrepreneurs, what I can say is that the referral is, is, is key. One, that means you got satisfied customers. So that's, that's a bonus, right? Um, the next thing is the fact that when you're trying to get leads, you're trying to talk to new customers and you're trying to build your business a warm referral, somebody who's going to give you an, again, cliche, you hear it all, all the time, no like and trust. You're already, you've already overcome some of those hurdles for that new person that you're trying to, uh, to work with to know you, to like you, and if they're referred to you from somebody they trust, well, it's an automatic trust factor there. Right. It's the, the, the name of the game is referrals. That's all yes, it is. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we've already uh, come to the end of our first segment and our discussion and conversation with Adam Cook this morning. Uh, I hope you have enjoyed it, and I hope that you will stay with us. When we come back, we're going to dig a little more into the detail. We're going to talk about coronavirus and what coverages are out there, maybe in your current policy, maybe not. So uh, please stay with us, and we'll be right back with you. Not sure who to turn to when you have a problem in your business? Listen to the Weekly Business Hour on Lone Star Community Radio. A Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's radio station with talk, music, weather, and traffic for Montgomery County. Have a question or comment about one of our shows? Want to know how to reach a host? Just contact the station at IRLoneStar.com or call in and leave a message at 936-647-3776. Get involved with your community with Lone Star Community Radio. What can the Better Living for Texans program do for you? 
You can learn how to increase your consumption of fruits and vegetables, choose foods that are relatively inexpensive and good to eat, make your food dollars last longer, prepare quick, nutritious meals, help your children learn how to eat healthier snacks, and much more. Our program is committed to helping people like you improve your health through providing research-based nutrition education in a friendly, cost-free, and relaxed environment. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make their lives better. Hi, I'm Keith O'Connor, CEO, coach, and business mentor. I've spent four decades helping multiple entrepreneurs use my principles to take their businesses to the next level. My methods do not fix your problems. They help you fix them for yourself. I call this process Closing Strong. Contact me at 713-557-1639 or visit my website at closingstrong.com for a risk-free 30-minute meeting to see how I can help you because a business can only go as far as its leader can take it. Hey guys, this is Connor. This is Dick. This is Chris. And we're with the Ticket Stub Podcast every Thursday live at noon on 104.5 and 106.1 FM in the Conroe area. Also, anytime at IRLoneStar.com. You go to IRLoneStar.com backslash TTS. You can find all of our social media. And don't forget, we give away two tickets to the Grand Theater on every show. If you like movies and you like complaining or celebrating, anything has to do with the silver screen, Check out the Ticket Stub podcast and join us every Thursday at noon o'clock on Lone Star Community Radio. It's all business talk on the weekly business hour every Monday at 11 a.m. right here on Lone Star Community Radio. You are listening to the weekly business hour, and this is Rick Schisler, your host. And we are having, I think, a wonderful conversation about business insurance, commercial insurance. And our guest is one of the experts uh, in the Montgomery County area, Adam Cook, who has the Cook Insurance Group. Adam, uh, we went to break. We talked a little bit about how you had gotten in the insurance business and whatnot, and we didn't quite finish that story. Uh, So let's finish that story up real quick, and then we'll move on to some of these nitty-gritty topics. All right. So, uh, yes, the uh, get to the topics where people start yawning, right? It's all about more insurance product. Um, uh, honestly, though, we uh, when we started this thing, we were a farmer's agent for a decade. And I, I had mentioned I'd met some people that kind of had me kind of think about this business more as a business and not just being an insurance agent. Um, and really, that's the reason why I'm no longer uh, an agent with farmers. And look, it's nothing, nothing against farmers insurance at all. It's, it wasn't I hate you, you hate me. It had more to do with mindset, and our mindset was very, very, very small because it, we were hemmed in by what we call a captive mindset. Uh, if we could get to you know five million, ten million dollars in premium, hey, you know we'd have it made. Why else do we need to do anything? Um, and then I realized in the independent world, when we're talking about business insurance, uh, we weren't even a blip on the screen. We weren't even the annoying gnat to these to these larger agencies out there, these billion dollar premium agencies. And look, I'm, I, I, I've made my living at least being somewhat annoying, and so I wanted, to, I wanted them to know who I was. So that's the reason why about five years ago we made that split. So we're no longer uh, associated with farmers. And again, nothing wrong with them. They, they, they've got a fine product. There's beautiful, wonderful agents out there that, that really can take care of you. But as far as how I wanted to operate and how I wanted to, to, uh, to the offerings I wanted for my customers, that's the reason why we went straight independent. Now we represent a number of different carriers for the for business insurance. You know, I th- <clears throat> excuse me, as I mentioned at the break, I uh, personally, as a business advisor mentor, I encourage my clients when they buy insurance, unless their brother-in-law or somebody's in the business and they just got to do it, is to look for independent agents because the different markets, the dynamics of the markets, there's always changing uh, things and situations that potentially you can benefit with better coverage, uh, lower premium. There's just a win-win when you do an independent agency. And uh, I think that's where people, business people, small business people need to, to seek their insurance if they sure. have a choice. Well, let's kind of jump into some of the nitty-gritty. Um, I, I guess we can't really hide from the elephant. Maybe we'll tackle it first, uh, a couple bites at a time perhaps, as they say. But coronavirus is uh, an example of a it's a disaster that's happening, like a hurricane or any other natural disaster, even though I guess it's natural in a sense that it's a, a virus. But it's upon us. Uh, it's a lot bigger. Uh, the world was not prepared for it, uh, which means probably the insurance industry was not necessarily prepared. But, you know, they, they're pretty smart people over there at Lloyd's of London and different places. They write these contracts mm-hmm. up. 
So tell us, where are we as a small business person if we have a standard business policy or some of the other insurance that might be available? Do we have any kind of coverages? Um, maybe. I know it's very noncommittal, right? All right. So first off, I want to say that really the main difference between this and a hurricane. So we all know, you know, weather related, this is this is much broader scale. Um, ask yourself what happens when the hurricane is over. What are the things that happen next? And that's reconstruction. That's uh, everybody's having to rebuild. You have insurance money pouring in. You have your private money coming in. There's money being poured into local businesses through construction, through material supply, all this. So you have money coming into the in, into the economy. This, you're not going to have it. You're not going to have that money come into the economy afterwards because it's just a matter of getting back to normal business. There's not going to be the influx. Now, we're talking about governmental uh, assistance, things like that. We're not even going to discuss any of that right now because right now it's not helping the small business. So I get a number of calls, and I, and I wish I had a smoking gun that this is this is what every business needs to do, and there's not. The problem is it's almost a hunker-down mentality. Um, right now, I've got uh, I've, I've got four emails sitting here that I need to reply that have just come in. Um, we've received multiple emails and calls from our current customers. What can we do? Business has dropped off. We've hit a we, we we've hit a brick wall. Um, our policy, I know, in, you know, includes something called business interruption. What does that mean? Um, how how can we apply that to 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 my policy? Um, and the long and short of it, when we're talking about Montgomery County, we're talking about surrounding counties. We're talking about small businesses, and I'm and 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 and, I, and I'm not talking about just the mom and pops. I'm talking about somebody who's making ten million dollar revenue and less. Uh, usually considered pretty, you know, small businesses, not your multinational big reach, which means funds are limited, right? So the policies that are available in the small business world. Um, unfortunately, are going to have an exclusion that speaks directly to virus and, and, uh, and claims that are derived through, through a virus, just like the coronavirus. So um, uh, traditionally what you would have is you would have, you would have a business interruption coverage on most policies, not all. In, and, and look, I, I, I want to put the disclaimer out there. This is by no means legal advice. Uh, this is, you need to check with your agent. You need to read the specific wording on your policy before, uh, you know, before you take action. Um, but this is a very generalized statement for most policies that you're going to see in this area. Um, the business interruption coverage is going to be triggered when there's a when there's a physical property damage event. So you have that fire, you have that vandalism, you have that uh, you have that tornado that comes pick it, it picks everything you own up and throws it to the four corners of the world. That's the trigger because it's going to take you as a business. Let's say a restaurant. Restaurant's going to take you know a good six months after after it, the building is destroyed to possibly get back up and rolling. Well, that that owner of that business is not making any money, but as a restaurant's an expensive business, you've got a lot of stuff that you have to keep paying even when you're not operating. So when um, uh, when you're not making revenue, you're still paying out, you're losing money left and right. So you could rely on your business income or your, your business interruption policy to pick up that lost, that lost revenue during that time. Even can pay for employee payroll during a period of time so you don't lose your prized employees as well. Um, there is no trigger through, through a virus outbreak. Um, it just doesn't pick it up. So people are leaning more to a secondary coverage on there. It's called civil authority for business interruption. So now the government, a governing body, uh, the Houston rodeo shut down because of the uh, <laughs> uh, because permits were pulled or or however that that actually went down. Uh, they're no longer operating. We have uh, we're at restaurants in Ohio and Illinois, and I believe I just read Kentucky. So this is thing things starting to spread. Um, that are shut down. All they can do is is either uh, they can either do takeout or they can't do business at all. Um, that's a civil authority telling you you can't open it. So would your policy pick up coverage there? Quick answer again is no, because it's specific because virus outbreak is specifically excluded. And that's the proximate cause of the. Well, and the key you gave the key advice, and everybody needs to hear it uh, as time ticks on for us here that. 
you need to check your policies, you need to pull it out. Among the many things you're probably doing in most every business that, uh, that might be listening, if you will, today, is you're running down in your mind uh, or you have a printed checklist, you're checking things, suppliers, availability employees, but one of the things you need to do is pull out your insurance and look at to see if just maybe, just maybe you might have some coverage for business interruption because obviously that's going to happen in, in a lot of places, if not all places, at some point in, in this uh, this virus because it kind of spreads here, then it goes there, and it's moved out of China, you know. So we had to keep that in mind. So you may be in good stead today and say, well, I don't need to sweat it, but, you know, a month from now or whatever, from what I understand, it may come knocking on your door in your town, your county, mm-hmm. uh, and your state in a big way. Uh, so I think you, you've offered sage advice. And the key back here is your insurance agent, your insurance consultant needs to help you through that because most small business people are not experienced or have training how to read some parts of these policies. Right. So your agent, uh, your consultant uh, in insurance needs a phone call, needs an email, and needs to tell you uh, what exactly you have for coverage and what you don't have. Well, Adam, we're kind of coming down to the end of this uh, segment. Gosh, lots of other things uh, to talk about. But one thing I'd like to leave people, I think it's a positive thing, if you could address this in a brief uh, moment or two, is why do people, small business people, need business insurance? I know that's a big, broad question, but so many times small businesses try to cut corners because they don't have the capital, and so they don't buy certain things, they don't purchase certain things, they do a lot of things themselves, uh, stay there late at night, you know, finishing out the store and that kind of thing. But why is it so important when I open a new business that I buy business insurance? So it 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 is kind of it, it's kind of leading. But I I'll, I'll tell you what I mean by that. Um, do you need business insurance? Well, the answer is yeah, you do. Um, do you want business insurance? Most people don't because they don't want to pay the premium. Would you be able to afford the business? So let's say you're a plumber. Would you be able to go and work in somebody's half a million dollar house if you knew that you did some silly mistake um, and it wasn't your fault, but something happened and you now have to pay for that half a million dollar house? Would you would you go work in half a million dollar houses or would you stick to very, very low end housing and that's all the work you do? So it allows you to work beyond your means. It also allows you to live beyond your means. Um, so your, would you drive a $75,000 vehicle or a $25,000 or a $10,000 vehicle if you knew that you wrapped that thing around tree, you've got to pay for it yourself and you wouldn't. So it allows you to live beyond your means. So that's, that, that's kind of the general concept. The, the main reason why I look at business insurance and, 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 and depending on what type we're talking about, your liabilities, your property coverage, your work comp, your commercial autos, whatever, whatever type of insurance that we're talking about, um, we want to make sure that you get to stay a business owner when something happens today that'll put you out of business tomorrow. And it's not hard if you have an employee, you're a restaurant again, you're a restaurant and an employee ends up lopping a toe off. Well, that'd be kind of interesting, but weird things happen. Would you be able to... would, Would you be able to afford that medical bill and the lost wages? Well, let's make it worse. Uh, the the employee passes away. Would you be able to help that uh, family that's lost an employee or lost a uh, lost a loved one continue on? No, somebody else gets to own your business if you don't have the right insurances. You put your blood, sweat, and tears into it. Yeah, and I think so many home. times people discount their sweat equity, and they need to always remember that it has value. Uh, and I think it's very very important that people analyze it. In reality, right, is that somebody else is going to make you carry insurance whether you do or not. The landlord. Mm -hmm. the job you're working on, whatever, if you subcontract. So uh, I think that's important. Well, Adam, we've got a lot of great topics we didn't even touch on today. I love this one, what could go wrong with the wrong insurance that you had suggested. So I'd love to have you back sometime in the near future to talk about more issues that are coming up, maybe let this coronavirus play out a little bit, and we'll have a little more information. But if people want to talk to you in the meantime about their insurance, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? Um, there's multiple ways. Uh, best way, those 281-417-3000. That's my office number, 281-417-3000. Uh, you'll get a hold of any of my licensed staff. You don't, you don't get to work in my office if you don't have a license. So you can at least talk somewhat intelligently about, experience, uh, about insurance and 
Everybody in office can do that. Um, you could also email me at A-K-O-C-H at K-O-C-H-I-G dot com. Well, thank you again, Adam Cook uh, of the uh, Cook Insurance Group. Ladies and gentlemen, this brings us to the close of the first half of our show today. A reminder that a podcast of today's show, as well as a video cast, will be available on my website at one, that's the number one, bestconsult.com, on Wednesday of this week. So if you miss something or you want to share this with a friend, it'll be there and you can do so. Second half of the show, we have a special guest, Brian Bondi, president of the Conroe, Lake Conroe Chamber of Commerce, will be joining us to discuss how Conroe is open for business. So please stay with us. We'll be right back with you. For business ideas and news you can use, join us on the weekly business hour every Monday at 11 a.m. on Lone Star Community Radio. A Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's radio station with talk, music, weather, and traffic for Montgomery County. Have a question or comment about one of our shows? Want to know how to reach a host? Just contact the station at IRLoneStar.com or call in and leave a message at 936-647-3776. Get involved with your community with Lone Star Community Radio. Hi, I'm Keith O'Connor, CEO, coach, and business mentor. I've spent four decades helping multiple entrepreneurs use my principles to take their businesses to the next level. My methods do not fix your problems. They help you fix them for yourself. I call this process Closing Strong. Contact me at 713-557-1639 or visit my website at closingstrong.com for a risk-free 30-minute meeting to see how I can help you because a business can only go as far as its leader can take it. Listen in Mondays at noon to hear Conroe news from local nonprofits, businesses, upcoming events, Conroe Park events, news stories, and information that matters to you with your host, Margie Taylor of Taylorized PR. For more information about being a guest, visit IRLoneStar.com slash Conroe Culture. Path to the Plate is a research-based education program that helps consumers understand how their food choices impact their health by making the connection to agriculture, learning about how food is grown and produced, and how consumers can make better food choices for themselves and their families. Path to the Plate is all about dispelling myths and misconceptions. Find out more online at pathtotheplate.tamu.edu. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make their lives better. Not sure who to turn to when you have a problem in your business? Listen to the Weekly Business Hour on Lone Star Community Radio. Listening to the Weekly Business Hour, and I'm Rick Schisler. I'm your host. I'm a Silver Fox advisor and the founder of a business community called OneBestConsult.com. Appreciate you joining us today. Uh, we have a special guest, uh, Mr. Brian Bondi, will be joining us. He's president of the Conroe Lake Conroe Chamber of Commerce, and we're going to talk about staying open for business, how important that is. But I want to remind you of a couple of things before we get started. First of all, a podcast, video cast of today's program in its entirety will be available on the YouTube at the Weekly Business Hour channel. That's the Weekly Business Hour channel on YouTube. It'll be available on Wednesday, so if you miss something or you want to share it with some folks, it'll be there on Wednesday on YouTube, the Weekly Business Hour channel. Also want to thank, again, our sponsor for today, uh, Keith O'Connor and Closing Strong, uh, a great organization. They're there to offer their business mentoring. They work off the idea that we all have a purpose and our businesses, our small businesses need to reflect that purpose. So the idea for me, you match yourself and your business and make sure that what's important to you reflects itself in your business and the people who work in your business, the people you do business with to support your business. So Keith's an executive coach. He's got over four decades of personal experience helping multiple entrepreneurs learn these same principles and Enabling, enabling them to take their business to the next level. So I encourage you, reach out to Keith O'Connor and talk to him about how he can help you with your own personal purpose 
and reflect that in your business as well. You can reach them at www.closingstrong.com. Well, we're here for the main event, uh, in, in a sense, right? Brian Bondi, you can hear Brian chuckling, and uh, this is a very, very important message that Brian's carrying around as president of the chamber of the uh, Conroe Lake Cam Conroe Chamber of Commerce, and the fact is we're open for business. Brian, I appreciate you taking time. I know you guys are very, very busy. Let's talk to these people why it's so important about staying open for business why it's so important to the community at large and everyone, everyone who lives in the community. Yeah, It's all yours. Thanks, thanks for having me, Rick. Um, so there is, uh, you know, a, a panic mentality that is setting in, and it's really pretty unfortunate because if you look at the statistics right now, the percentage of the population that is dealing with this is relatively small compared to the, the regular flu virus. All right, so it is extremely important Number one, to stay positive. You know, I, I'm reminded of what happened um, after 9-11. And the president at that time said, go out, have a normal life, do things with your family. And, and I think we need to stay focused on those. And that includes our businesses. We need to keep our businesses open. We need to keep people employed. Uh, we need to have those dollars churning through the economy. Yes, I know there are going to be challenges. We, we know that going forward. But, you know, part of the way we stay focused and stay, stay positive is to make sure that we're listening to factual information, not getting caught up in the rumor mill, uh, passing along information, and, and at the end of the day, telling people, if you're sick, go home. Simple, simple concept. Um, but for businesses, especially small businesses, this is a very challenging time. One, two, three employee companies you have one person or possibly two people that get sick, it, it puts the whole organization in a till. So we're looking for best practices right now. What are businesses doing out there right now to, to stay ahead of the curve, stay ahead of the eight ball? And then we want to pass that information along because if it's a best practice for one, it could be a best practice for another. I think at the end of the day, what this all comes down to, Rick, is communication. Well, and, and I think that you you hit the nail on the head, obviously, communication. And, and if I'm a business owner, and my encouragement to my clients or people that listen uh, to some extent of what I say as a business mentor and advisor is, be sure you connect with the right communication sources or resources. It's just like any other challenge in business that we have. you got to bring the right resources to bear to meet the challenge, whether it's opening the door every day, the quality of people that work for you, I mean, I'm not trying to minimize anything, but it's a business challenge. And uh, yes, a lot of it's out of our hands uh, as far as the government and so on and so forth. But we as successful business people who want to be successful and continue, we have to take charge of this. And what are some of the resources that you might recommend that people connect with so they can get good straight communication about what's going on? So we have been... Uh passing through uh, all of our communications from Montgomery County. Uh, they have done an excellent job of providing updates on the, the cases here in, in the county, also the city of Conroe. Uh, we're also following the uh, Small Business Administration because if there's going to be a stimulus package that's put forth for businesses to help in them in this situation, we want to be able to provide the right resources for them, where they need to go, what they need to do, and they can be proactive about it as well rather than being reactive. Um, and then, once again, just tell us what you know, what, what can we do to help you, and then we can pass that information along as well. And we basically have spent the last three, four, five days doing just that, passing out the information as we have it, the factual information. Um, we've even dedicated a page on the Chamber's website just to the coronavirus information and updates. Factual information, things that have been passed along by credible sources. And if you're not sure if it's a credible source, let us know. Let, or let other people know that, hey, you think this might be uh, uh, something that isn't right. You know, and I think that's something uh, I, I heard uh, or actually read a piece the other day last week in a business uh, magazine newspaper, and they talked about people being imaginative. Good leaders are imaginative people. They don't just react to what 
is happening or what they think might happen. There are imaginative solutions. And I think I would want to encourage every business owner, even though you may not feel very creative, but just (laughs) think about you've got a business to run. You need you need customers. You need employees. You need vendors. You need all of these things that come together every day, more or less seamlessly, probably a week ago or two weeks ago or maybe even today if you're blessed and fortunate. But the reality is you've got to think about where and the the connection with resources and and not panicking and just these are basic items. What do you say to a small business owner that has a handful of employees and they have trouble getting product and uh, getting shipments in? I had this question posed to me on Friday uh, that shipments for whatever reason were, you know, uh, well, look at the toilet paper. I mean, what a funny, I just, crazy. What do you tell that business person? Can you help them? Uh, what do you tell them? Yeah, that's a that's a really great question, Rick. Um, what I what I would recommend, or what I think is a is a, a logical thing, is if you have dealt with a single source supplier for a long time and they're having trouble getting things to you, this is the time for you to really put your thinking hat on and think about. And, and around moves, where can you go? Where can you look up additional uh, sources that maybe in the past you hadn't concern, concerned yourself with? Um, you know, it, it's like this whole, you, you talk about the toilet paper. Well, the other one that's just nutso is the hand sanitizer. But there are a lot of ancillary businesses that sell hand sanitizer that perhaps nobody is thinking about. And, and they could be a ready supplier. Um, and, and, and so it's really, this is where being creative and, and I hate to use the term thinking outside the box, but that's really what this comes down to is that you, you don't think in your normal convention and, and that's hard because as business people, we tend to have our blinders on and we're focused because this is what we do day in and day out and we do it really well. And I can't deviate from this, but right now this requires us to deviate and to, to think about new ways of, of getting supplies. You know, it's funny you should say that about the hand hand sanitizer. Oh, I twisted on my tongue. <laughs> but I read a story about that last week where there's a company, in this case, out in California, and they have a, a line of body and beauty products, and they've had a hand sanitizer. Now, it's not cheap, but they've ramped up production. They're, last week, they were already four times as much production as they normally would, and they did not increase prices. They're dedicated to it because they feel like they're serving people. Small business, under 100 employees, uh, 10 million in sales, and they are looking to ramp up even double that. Mm-hmm. So, like you say, uh, I think the situation with China and the trade war should have prepared some businesses because I've had a client that bought their product in China and they immediately, I'm going six months, 12 months ago, had to hustle around and find an alternative. Yep. And they're not going to get caught in that trap again. That's a great And the point. same thing's true here, is that we need to not have single sources for things uh, that potentially could be interrupted by so many things. Uh, if, in fact, it's important that we're buying something and reselling it. That's right. Um, and I'll just piggyback on that thought. Um, you know, if you, history is a great teacher. Um, if you go back to World War II, uh, you know, industries like the automotive industry and several others immediately turned their efforts to, you know, the war. And like, you know, uh, General Motors was producing fuselages for the, for the jet, a- jet aircraft. And there are companies right now that are retooling their product lines to meet a global demand. There's a, a cosmetics company in, uh, in France that I believe what I read was they make the Christian Dior makeup line. And they are... Um, reducing that production line and ramping up, as you mentioned just a second ago, um, the hand sanitizer to, to be in a response for the global demand. I mean, this is the cool thing about business. Business, more so than any other entity, can be responsive to a changing market at a moment's notice if they have the leadership and the ability to say, let's do this right now. Well, it makes sense. And, I, and one thing I want to kind of double back on, too, that pops in my head is that you 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 have your example. I think it was three or four employees. One or two get sick, and that really can throw a monkey wrench, if you will, into the business operation. But the bottom line is, if I have employees who are sick, they need to stay at home. Yes, and that has to, in my opinion, be the highest priority. Is if I'm sick as an owner, I've got to figure it out. 
I've got to stay at home. Yeah. I can't be the, you know, the generation I grew up in, you went to work, right? <laughs> you just went to work. Right. You sweated it out and went to work. Yeah. Uh, and that, to me, is the most dangerous and concerning thing and a message to all employers is be, be you know, kind of back off what you might have thought in the past and, and let people have that, that leeway if they're ill or feeling ill, and I, you're seeing a lot of anxiety out there. Yes. So someone may say, well, I'm ill. Well, really it is. They're just depressed. They're anxious. Uh, and we've got to understand that kind of thing. Yeah, that's a great point, Rick. Um, and in fact, one of the things that I would encourage business people to do is to talk to each other, uh, get that anxiety out. I mean, truly, when you verbalize it, it kind of begins to, I won't say minimize it, but it reduces it because you're, you're getting those thoughts and feelings off your chest and you're sharing it with somebody a lot of times, that's all somebody wants to do is just just be heard. Not looking for answers, but just let me talk about it. There's another part of this that I'd like to bring up, um, and it's unfortunately kind of the, 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 the sad part. And uh, we've posted on our website an article that was out last Friday, and that is the number of scams that are coming up um, regarding the coronavirus, whether it's testing, whether it's um, and, and a lot of it's targeted to the elderly population. Send us your money and we'll send you a testing kit. You know, please, 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 if you're not sure, call the um, Attorney General's office. They have a consumer fraud division. That is probably one of the things that over the next three, six, nine weeks we're going to hear the most about is people that got taken for money because they thought they were doing the right thing and it turns out it was somebody on the other end who was taking advantage of them. Yeah, you make a wonderful point because they're going to they're going to pray these people are going to prey on the panic and That's the right. anxiety and catch people and sell all kinds of products and testing and all that kind of thing, which, uh, yeah, that's I, I appreciate that. That's a, a wonderful thing. Now, the chamber itself tomorrow, I believe, is, is hosting a meeting uh, of business and uh, governmental leaders. Tell us a little bit about that. So it's, um, it's actually a fluid situation um, that is most likely going to be a teleconference at this point as opposed to in person, uh, and that's just because the, the sentiments of getting people together in a, in a room where there is, is close, close proximity. Uh, and we respect that. In fact, we, we are totally abiding by the, the social distancing, the, the reduction in groups of, to 50. We're probably gonna be you know, working within those same numbers as, as an organization. Um, but once again, communication is key. So hearing what some of our elected uh, officials, leaders within the county, leaders within the, the city are doing is in itself a helpful situation because we're hearing it from the sources. They want to make sure that we stem panic. They want to make sure that we keep commerce moving. They want to make sure that people are safe and that their health is good. So, you know, being able to have that kind of a, of a, of a meeting and isn't technology grand that we get to do it in a, in a teleconferencing environment. You know, one, one sidebar, kind of a potentially funny thing, which I, I always look for humor every situation that seems so dire, but the teleconferencing may now have now become a mainstream. They've been trying for 20, 30 years <laughs> to make right. it. The big corporations do it, but they still travel, right? So uh, it's it would be interesting if we get good at that technology, all of us, that we can uh, communicate that way on occasion. But let's, let's continue to have face-to-face -face once this passes. Absolutely true. What other advice would you have uh, for people business people uh, out there, as you say, small business people on yeah. Main Street and all about uh, in the greater Conroe area and beyond, if they're listening through the internet, uh, what do they need to do today, Monday, uh, here in March, and, uh, and as far as the information we have now, what do we need to do? So uh, I think a really key opportunity right now is um, our food service industry. Uh, we were talking before we went on the air that a couple of states have issued uh, closings. And, um, you know, there, that's a huge chunk of small business, not just here in Conroe, but in Texas and the United States. Um, I would strongly urge businesses to talk to their elected officials and have them temper that, that comment because um, just by itself that, that sets in motion a trickle-down effect. Um, 
And, you know, I would encourage consumers to, to be out there, buy gift cards now that you can use later from, from these restaurants. You know, cash circulating through the economy is what keeps the, the, the boats all floating at a, at a good level. When people start pulling back, the, the trickle-down effect of that becomes very significant very quickly. And I would be concerned in a state as big as Texas having those businesses be closed, how that would impact everybody from Main Street to Wall Street. And I think you make an excellent point. And I was listening prior to coming in today, uh, the governor of New York make a statement, and they've closed the restaurants and bars in New York, uh, the state, and they, they were he was pushing takeout deliveries or home deliveries, so on and so forth, that people don't need to feel like they can't have something to eat. Right. But uh, the reality is that, that in certain places that'll be okay. And the point he made was also to support the restaurants. But they're not going to have their employees there at any number like they would if they were open and had waiters and waitresses, et cetera, and busboys and all those. So it, it's, a, it's a very interesting dilemma that leaders have to face in making decisions. And uh, I think we have to pray that they make the right decisions uh, so that people survive this and they're healthy, like you say. Uh, they have a job. Uh, and they can make those payments that people are concerned, mortgage, uh, rent, and so on and so forth. Absolutely. I am so excited that the chamber has taken the bull by the horns uh, in representing the business community in the, in the greater Conroe area throughout Montgomery County and connecting because, again, come back to that point we made originally. It, like you said, the most important thing, single most important thing is communication. Right. And you are providing the resources for people to communicate out there. Yeah, knowledge is power. Um, and, and surrounding yourself with, with people that um, provide you the good information, not just rumored information. Uh, Factual-based decision-making is a whole lot easier when, you, when you're armed with the right information. And, and there is risk, right? There is risk in everything that we do. Um, but if at the same time, if we don't do anything, that's the same as you've made a decision, right? Absolutely. And, and, and for, for small businesses, medium business, you know, now's the time to be proactive, not reactive. And, and staying positive, as I said at the outset, is a crucial component. There is still a whole lot of really good things going on, not just here in the Conroe Lake Conroe area, but in the entire state, the entire country. We can't lose sight of that fact. We have to stay focused, stay positive. Absolutely. And that, as uh, he would want us to. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for taking the time to listen today, and I hope you'll make a note to uh, join us again next Monday at 11 o'clock here on the Weekly Business Hour. And again, look for a podcast, video cast of the program throughout the social media world. Uh, you can find it on the webpage here at the station, IRLoneStar.com, or on our Facebook page and a million other places. It's the Weekly Business Hour. And again, thank you for joining us. And today I will say, remember, stay positive. Stay positive in your dealings with everyone, your family, your friends, your customers, your vendors. Whenever you have a chance, be positive and keep your focus on what's important to your business. Thanks. Today's show was recorded and broadcasted live on IRLoneStar.com, Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and all rights and ownership are reserved to Lone Star Community Radio. For more information regarding this program and Lone Star Community Radio, visit us online at IRLoneStar.com. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's community radio station, serving the community with local programming on TV, radio, and online. If you enjoyed today's program, please support us by sponsorship or starting your own show. Contact us today by phone or text at 936-666-1084 or email the station at lscrstudios at gmail.com.